Hi, yeah. Hi, Lane. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Very good. Just good. Organised here in my caravan. Just uh, <laughs> I used to, when I was in England, I used to have a fancy backdrop with a with a green screen, and um, mm -hmm. I could be on San Francisco Bridge or I could be anywhere, you know, in a lilac field or something. But here, um, <laughs> I tried. I brought the green stuff with me, but it's not um, it's not uh, good enough here. Let me just turn my uh. now. I'm going to put my float phone on airplane. So is your all your distractions off? Are they? Well, yes. I feel like I'm I'm sat on the floor like a gnome because <laughs> because I've had to clear space in my house for my Pilates studio because I'm doing all my classes online now. Ah, oh, brilliant. Um, so I'm not in my home office because I need to plug in the Ethernet. I just right. thought it'd be better for the call as well. So this isn't a great backdrop, but <laughs> okay. Well, what we'll do, what we'll do, well, um, let's go on to um, what I normally do anyway. Start off on video so we can kind of connect, um, and yeah. then I go on to audio when I start recording. Oh, damn! I'm recording. I don't want to record. I'm delighted to welcome to the show this afternoon Sarah Jane Johnston of Evolution Thirty Four. Uh, welcome, Sarah Jane. Hi, Elaine. How are you? Fantastic, thank you. As always. Hi. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the strands of uh, Evolution 34 uh, that I'd like to talk to you about first of all is Pilates and mm -hmm. um, uh, you were actually doing a class in the church hall next to the radio studio weren't you for a while and you've kindly sponsored the show so thank you very much for that. No my, my pleasure um, yeah so teaching Pilates I teach 15 hours a week now um, started off last September um, doing nine um, and it's just grown um, especially having taken my business online as well recently with the COVID-19 having to act very quickly on that um, so yeah so I, I I'm a clown well I'm a clown based person now um, but from the East Midlands so from Nottingham um, actually I think which is your neck of the woods and um, I found myself um, in North East Derbyshire um, and looking for some great locations to teach Pilates and yes indeed found the church hall next to Elastic FM so <laughs> and it was a great opportunity because I've heard of Elastic FM but it's that you have to see something or recognize something three times before it thinks hold on a minute this isn't going away and I keep seeing it and I approached um, the show to see if I could be a sponsor so I'm delighted to. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful, and and by coincidence, although actually there's there's no such thing as coincidence, is there? It's opportunity and timing that pull together, and people go, oh, that's a coincidence. Um, we we met, didn't we, a, a while ago at a, a ladies' networking event, and then yes. um, there, you know, lo and behold, when you turned up in the studio, I remember saying, oh, it's you. So because you came on the show, didn't you, um, a few few months ago, probably a couple of months ago now and um, yeah. we had quite a busy busy time didn't we which was which was good fun so pilates what actually is pilates sarah jane so pilates is all is all about finding your perfect neutral spine and um, so it's about helping people to um first of all find their neutral spine so what do we mean by that um so making sure that people understand it's standing tall it's shoulders back and down it's about tilting your pelvis so we can find that neutral spine and when we're doing the exercises as well it's lateral thoracic breathing because we've got our transverse abdominals engaged which is a bit sciencey but what we're doing in Pilates is we're toning the inner muscles so forget about the rectus abdominals we all know what they are 
um, it's about toning those internal muscles, so the transversal abdominals, so we can strengthen that the core around our spine. And we focus a lot on the pelvic floor as well. So we're trying to build up, um, trying to lengthen short, tightened muscles and also work on our major joints as well. So, for example, I would do a glute strengthener exercise for supporting the knee joint. Now, the glutes and the knee seem so far away from each other, but if we looked into the anatomy, we're strengthening the top of of the leg muscle, so the leg joints, the leg bones. Um, so yeah, so a lot of people that have knee issues, I'll double the amount of glute strengtheners or glute exercises, for example. Um, I learned Pilates because I was doing a lot of boxing fitness classes and was told by my shadow boxer um, that I was flimsy. <laughs> so that was 17 years ago now. And it, it does. I mean, I call my business Evolution 34 because for me, Pilates was evolutionary. Alongside everything else I was doing fitness-wise, it just made me feel so much better. <laughs> so you, were, you mentioned boxing. And um, so have you always been a fitness freak? Yeah, absolutely. I was into sport at school, mainly doing sport on my own. So I wasn't a, necessarily a team player. I was always worried about letting people down and not being the last one to be picked, but was never the overly confident person, although I was heavily into drama. But I found um, sprinting. Um, I used to like um, country running as well. I'm not a long distance runner. And then I joined my first gym when I was 16, heavily got into aerobics, the leg warmers, the whole outfit. <laughs> um, so that was kind of my late teens, early 20s. Um, I think for me, exercise just, if, if people ask me, how do I relax? I say exercise and they say, well, that's not a form of relaxation. But for me, because I have such a busy mind and I'm a busy person, exercise does relax me. Um, so yeah, I, I just really enjoy exercising, but it's changed over the years and, it, and it's had to for various reasons. So the, when you say it's changed over the years, do you mean your personal regime has changed over the years? Yes, and I think that's important for me, for people to realise that it, it can change. So grew up at a gym bunny, loved, like I said, loved the leg warmers. It was a ladies only gym. Um, you know had the kit had everything um, and then I decided that I kind of I don't know whether I outgrew it and then the actual kind of weights machines became quite important because I wanted to look physically fit as well as feel fit this was sort of into my mid-20s um, and had some really poor experiences of of they're not personal trainers, they're just people that are watching the gym really, aren't they? Unless you can afford a personal trainer, which wasn't something that I could do at the time. Um, and then moved up to Scotland and joined a gym and thought, oh, hold on a minute, I don't want to do aerobics anymore. I don't want to be in the gym anymore. So turned to the more um, physical exercise classes, such as boxing, fitness, um, didn't do... I've never been a CrossFit person. Um, I just can't box jump. <laughs> um, so yeah, so it's changed. And then I found out um, I had high blood pressure. So cardio exercise became something that was important to me. So I started mixing a lot of my fitness with 
concentrating on cardio as well as strength. Um, and then, as I say, my boxing fitness instructor said that I was flimsy. So then turned my attention to Pilates, which was so, so different when I started. I thought, oh my goodness, what is, what is going on? I didn't feel like I was achieving anything. Um, but once I understood the six principles of Pilates and with practice, I was getting the precision and the control right. Boy, was I seeing some, you know, I'd never been so toned, never felt so long and lean and lifted. And I felt like a giraffe almost. <laughs> it really sort of stretched me out and it, and it calmed me as well. After a busy day in the office, it was more of a calming exercise than the boxing fitness. So over the years, my exercise has changed. And I think it's really important for people to, to go with whatever feels right at the time, if that makes sense. Absolutely, because we've all got busy lives, as you mentioned. And um, uh, I was interested in what you said about high blood pressure. So even though you fit as a fiddle, you you had high blood pressure. What's that all about? <laughs> I don't know. And neither did my GP. And at the time, um, I walked into a. I'd had a, a knee leg ligament injury, and that's really what I was going in for. Um, but because of my age and probably being on a contraceptive, um, they wanted to take my blood pressure and said it was high so I don't know I've always been told from the age of 18 you know when you start to go to the doctors on your own and you no longer need your mum there with you or a parent or guardian I was always told I had high blood pressure but when asked why it was high I don't know I, I was I was busy I didn't go to university I went straight from college into work I've always worked voluntary I've got a husband who doesn't keep particularly well, so that was always on my mind. So I could always put it down to an excuse. And then it was only when I was 34 um, that the GP in Scotland said, this is ridiculously high. Um, and I'm brought an on one machine. Obviously, these are the ones available. Yes. Um, and tested myself. <laughs> and she said, no, I needed to go on to, I know, I know these, these aren't your favourites, but some hypertension um drugs which I've been on and have questions coming off um but my GP this was just before Christmas wasn't really willing to have that kind of conversation with me at that moment in time so it's always something that's on the back of my mind you know have I changed my fitness did I up my cardio have I got um better control of whatever functions you know whatever it causes it um but yeah it was almost a question that was I don't know, never really answered, but never really looked into. Right. Um, years ago, I used to run cardiovascular health clinics. And mm -hmm. um, part of the questionnaire when I took clients in for, for testing, I asked them about exercise. And um, very quickly, I realised that the type of exercise that uh, clients were doing made a huge difference on their overall health and well-being. And mm -hmm. people who came in with high blood pressure, we'd fix them within three months, easy peasy, never, never failed on, on any one of them, all naturally mm -hmm. with natural supplements. And um, some of them came in who were on satins and um, they decided they made the choice. I would never tell anybody to, to stop medication, obviously, and it has to be done in conjunction with your GP. Um, but yeah. for many of these people... Um, they just said, oh, blow that for a game of soldiers. You know, I'm, I'm getting so many side effects from these statins and other um, uh, drugs supposedly to help the blood pressure. Um, I'm, you know, I've had enough, I'm coming off. So we, we introduced the natural supplements. Um, but with a lot of them, I actually 
suggested that they stop doing the exercise they were doing because they were doing the wrong type of exercise. And some of them, and they were just absolutely throwing themselves around the gym and going running, you know, really almost kind of bursting blood vessel level of mm -hmm. exercise, which if you've got a cardiovascular problem, then to me, it doesn't make sense that you no. would, you know, exacerbate the problem by, by, you know, putting your heart under more pressure. So, yeah. but with your pilates i mean that's that's gentle isn't it pilates gentle exercise yeah absolutely and i've been so lucky and realized a lot about my own fitness regimes because pilates isn't something you can do over over a weekend it's it's and i wouldn't want to belittle anybody that does you know a three-day weekend course and they can teach i don't know all manner of sort of dancey more fitness um classes but I chose Pilates because I like the science of the body and what it did for me and how it made me feel and so becoming a Pilates instructor was not an easy ride I had to go straight into learning anatomy and physiology which I absolutely detested at school <laughs> so I had to sit two exams so I sat my level two anatomy and physiology and then had to achieve my level three anatomy and physiology before you can, you can't become a Pilates instructor without having those. So as I was learning, I was going, sort of looking at myself and t learning all about hypertension and thinking, oh, actually, I'm probably pushing my heart rate a little bit too, too high. So I changed it. So one minute I'm on a laptop preparing to sit in an anatomy and physiology exam and learning about myself which was strange because if I hadn't decided that I wanted to turn my passion of Pilates into my business, I would never have known. And um, so now I train at, I have a, a running machine, I've got a spin bike at home and I've got a stepper and I do various different days. I'll take my heart rate up and then I'll keep it a lot lower. So I'm just doing, I'm not overexerting all the time, which is prior to that, I thought I should be overexerting. Um, and it and it wasn't at all and it, it's so hard to get actual credible information um, and I, I just find um, it, it can be a minefield can't it and so uh, yeah so through becoming a Pilates instructor and having to sit anatomy and physiology exams I realized how how high I should be taking my heart rate and how I should be looking after it with exercise a little bit more. But yeah, absolutely, Pilates is, Pilates doesn't wake my Fitbit up, I have to record a Pilates session <laughs> because it, it takes your heart rate up and it is strenuous and a lot of my clients now that I've been working with for four or five months go, oh, I feel like I've you know, really worked hard today. So, but it's more strenuous than taxing on your heart. So if that makes sense. So how, how long, you mentioned when you first started Pilates, it, you, you didn't really notice a difference. And then when you kind of got into the science of it and started understanding, you know, what difference it should make, that, that, that helps. So for, 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 for a, um, a, a lay person, what mm. sort of length of time should they give uh, Pilates sessions to kind of make a difference? I mean, I think for me, it's, it's really, it was really the first three weeks I was just like, not, I mean, in terms of results, um, I would say 12 to, to 18, 20 weeks. Because at first, there's so much that's going on. So first of all, you're on a mat, which was unusual for me, because I was used to very much more energetic, standing, jumping around, exercise. 
So once having got into our neutral spine and, and mobilised the joints, the muscles, so warming up basically, um, the majority of the exercises were on a mat, so it's mat pilates. And then there's all this about bringing in your transverse abdominals, lateral thoracic breathing. And so it's the terminology as well as we do the thing called imprinting. So we're pushing our ribs gently towards our hips so that we're not flaring out our stomach. We're not arching our back. So there's, there's a lot of um, terminology. And how do you engage your transverse abdominals? So there's that kind of there's that getting used to the sort of the terminology and what does that mean and how does it because only you can pull in your transverse abdominals I can watch people so I would always ask people to wear something tight just so that when we are lateral thoracic breathing I can see whether they're breathing through their stomach or not and I'll gently remind people I'll say I can see some people's stomachs moving and then you go oh yeah bring in the transverse abdominals so it's more there's lots to it um, rather than so you've got to get your head around the new terminology what it feels like to be able to tilt your pelvis to find that neutral spine um, which is why the classes need to be really small so I would never teach more than 12 apart from I do have one gym session or had a gym session which I'll hopefully have again um, towards the end of May June um, where I'll teach up to 25 people but because they're quite regular you get to know their bodies and where they need correcting and, and where they're actually doing something safe so you just leave them to do their own sort of variation of the exercise um, but once you've got kind of about four weeks and you go oh I get that feeling now that's what it feels like to bring my transverse abdominals I do know where my pelvic floor is um, and I can breathe without breathing into my stomach it, you then start to get to more of the precision and control of the movements so it's about which muscles are we wanting to engage so for example in pilates there's an exercise called the shoulder bridge very very different to a yoga shoulder bridge um, we call it more like a pilates ski slope so we're wanting to engage the pelvis um, so we so we tilt the pelvis to engage the glutes and the hamstrings so we want to turn off the quads so that big muscle group already we want to turn that off and we want to strengthen the quads and the hamstrings and then mobilize the spine slowly through the lumbar spine into the thoracic spine off the mat to then come into that nice shoulder bridge and then very very slowly mobilizing the spine back down finishing with the base of the spine so the pelvis so it's more talking to the clients about what muscles I want them to engage because Pilates is about as I said from the top it's about supporting the joints and turning on the smaller muscles um, so that they're helping to provide you with a, a lot more strength a lot more balance and that and that nice neutral spine that we're looking for wonderful so you're throwing lots of uh, fancy words around here. Let's let's unpick a bit because obviously bearing in mind we're on the radio, and yes. um, we can't see um, where these all these fancy uh, muscles and things are. So you've mentioned transverse abdominals. Where, where are they? So they're the inner um, abdominal muscles. So you've got your rectus abdominals. See so when people call them the abs and the six pack, the rectus abdominals only form two parts of that. And then the transverse abdominals is the start of the inner. So it's the inner um, muscles. So we talk about the obliques. So the obliques are the side muscles. 
you've got your transverse abdominals that are really, really inside. So they're underneath the rectus abdominals. So they're supporting your spine. So that's where we start to strengthen that inner core. And the way we engage the transverse abdominals is by imagining. So in Pilates, there's a lot of imaginary um, imagery sorry that we talk about so I would ask clients to imagine they've got a big thick tight belt around the waist pulling it into hole number 10 so you're breathing into hole number 10 releasing down to five and then releasing and holding at hole number three so you've got that 30% contraction so you continually in Pilates have that muscle contraction and that's where you're getting your core strength from um, so that's one of the the techniques that we use to help people engage those inner core muscles that you'll never be able to see but you'll be able to feel when you're strengthening them and that's how you get the toning effect is it so you're, that you're toning from kind of from the inside out absolutely absolutely and it's quite funny when i was saying that kind of four week initial period um i had a client join us and she said oh i don't know whether it was something spicy i ate or whether it was I'm now engaging my transverse abdominals. She's but I could feel something. No, she I think she said, I think it's was it spicy food or something that I did here. And one of my other clients that had been coming for a while, she went, that will be your transverse abdominals. You found them and you're engaging them. <laughs> which is just so lovely when you've taught, which is why I love teaching and will never teach more than 12 people because that for me feels like I'm gifting somebody with that my passion and i'm teaching them so i don't just want to turn up at a class or, or at the moment when i'm doing more online i don't just want people to participate i want them to understand and know what's happening and feel it as well um because i felt i feel so much tone more toned when i do and um, pilates and people are coming in going my arms feel like they're toning and because and they're they're looking like oddly at me because there's not a weight in sight because we're lengthening those short tight muscles and we're naturally toning. So I love it when people say that because that's exactly how I felt. And people talk about sitting at their desks and thinking about what would Sarah Jane be saying now? Our shoulders back and down, sitting on our sit bones, not on our lower lumbar spine. And I just love that. I just think that makes me so happy to be doing what I'm doing and pass, passing on my passion. Excellent, excellent. So um, where should we go from here? Um, the other thing I've written down here is lateral thoracic breathing. What, yes. What's that all about? Can you explain that? What, why we need to do it and, and uh, how, how do we do it? So once you've engaged your transverse abdominals, you shouldn't be able to breathe into your stomach because you've got that 30% contraction. So your lateral-thoracic is the upper part of your spine. So we go from the lumbar spine up to the thoracic. So it's the thoracic re region of your rib cage. So we just practice breathing in that part of our rib cage. There's plenty of space for breath in that part of our rib cage so that we don't breathe into our stomach because we want the transverse abdominals to be engaged. So I would normally ask people to put the heel of their hands, so their palm, on the side of their rib cage, just with their fingertips slightly touching, almost as if it's a pair of curtains. And when you breathe in and then out, the pair of curtains just slightly opens. And again, I ask people to wear tight clothing um, 
which is uncomfortable for some people because I do find people come to Pilates as a um, a form of exercise because they don't exercise so they think it's going to be quite gentle um, so I'm asking people sometimes to wear something that they don't really want to wear so a tight top but exactly so I, I can see whether they're breathing into that stomach and just help them to understand that lateral thoracic breathing wow it's quite involved isn't it yeah, it is. It is. It's, it is involved. I mean, it took me eight months to. Um, I started training January nineteen, and then I fully qualified on thirty first of August, and that was literally fa almost fast tracking. I said, "What's the shortest period of time?" Because what I didn't want to do was it linger on for years. I'd made this decision that this is the direction that I want to take my career in. Um, and didn't want to, to hang around. So, but yeah, but, but I love it. I love knowing the science of the body. I love being able to help clients um, that have come in with lots of different issues. Um, I think we spoke before about, I always thought I was going to be teaching people Pilates like me, almost fit, healthy people, had a great relationship with exercise. And apart from a torn ligament injury, which I was well over, there was nothing wrong with me um, and it's quite the opposite 80% of my clients probably need me to help them out with something um, so whether that's um, back injuries neck injuries um, I get a twinge here I've got a twinge there um, and it's the 20% probably less that when they fill out that physical activity readiness questionnaire there's not a single box that's got an issue with it if that makes sense but I like that as well and I really like the challenge and I like being able to help my clients feel better about themselves because they're being able to exercise um, and they've got more of that kind of I suppose one-on-one -on -one approach with me because the classes are so small yes yeah um, you've mentioned the word thoracic several times so for, for listeners benefit describe where the thoracic area is in relation to the spine so can if you kind of put put the spine into sections um where, yeah, so would, you, you, where would it where is the thoracic area so you go from um into your head and into your neck that's your cervical spine and then it goes into the thoracic spine so the thoracic spine comes from kind of the, the top of your neck all the way down to where you meet your lumbar spine and the lumbar spine are five spine so one easy way to remember is that the clavicle spine is seven so we have breakfast at seven the thoracic spine we have lunch at 12 the lumbar spine is five we have tea at five and then you've got um fused lumbar at the bottom so you've got five and four which make up supper at nine so that's your um, spine. <laughs> right. Very good. Very good. So let's have one of your songs. Um, Rizala, Everybody's Free. Free. So um, yeah. let's, um, let's uh, hear why you chose that one, please, Sarah Jane. Um, I think it first came out. So I was very much a energetic dance music partier when I was younger. And just the tune, it's just everybody's free to do what they want and it, it's just it always makes me want to stand up and dance and, and sing to it and it just makes me smile I've got a massive smile on my face thinking about it it's just a really happy tune for me 
Fantastic. Let's uh, let's have a break for Rizala. Everybody's free. So you're listening to Perfect Health on Elastic FM with Elaine Godley, and my guest today is Sarah Jane Johnson from Evolution Thirty Four. Thank you for that song, Rizala. Everybody's free. So um, you mentioned um, Sarah Jane that your company is called Evolution, and a little while ago you you, you popped into the conversation the age of thirty four. So is is that how you kind of came up with the name Evolution Thirty Four? Oh, no, I think that coincides for when I sort of found Pilates. So, no, the 34 comes from Joseph Pilates' 34 moves. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> but I probably did mention it before because it was around 34 when I started to find out that I got the high blood pressure. And um, so, yeah, the very coincidental, I hadn't even thought about that. But, yeah, you are right. But, no, the Evolution 34 is the 34 Pilates moves. Right. Um, that's where okay. that comes from so 34 moves and you've previously spoken about six principles of pilates so six principles that cover 34 moves have i got that right yes that's right yeah okay we better go through so them the then haven't we what are the six principles <laughs> <laughs> so one of the principles is breath um so we do timing of exercises with breath so it might be you inhale as you, you go around so the spine twist is a nice exercise for yeah again the thoracic spine um so we would time it so we inhale as we we go um prepare and then we exhale as we go around into the exercise so breath is controlled or exercises is controlled by the breath flow so the exercises should flow so they're not stilted so when we're doing an exercise we keep it flowing so we don't stop so um, um, mentioned the shoulder bridge earlier as soon as we've replaced that pelvis back to the mat we engage the glutes and hamstring again and, and keep it going so we're not stopping and starting so that transverse abdominals are continually engaged and we're continually working with our bodies basically we don't stop um, precision so the precision of the movement so engaging the glutes and the hamstrings getting the right muscles and joints working rather than just flinging ourselves into a shoulder bridge and I have to do quite a lot of slowing people down and getting to the, get them to engage the correct muscles and there's a lot of watch out points in Pilates so if somebody's knees start to come out that will be an indication that they're starting to use their quads so I would use a modification maybe one of the small Pilates um, we call them blocks but they're nothing like a yoga block but maybe putting a couple um, in between somebody's legs so that they're just gently holding that control so control of the movement so slowly so for the shoulder bridge I would say slow and controlled so you want to be taking at least six to eight counts to take the vertebra off the mat if they're just doing it in three counts or two they're not mobilizing each of the vertebra um so which ones have I forgotten we've got breath flow position control oh centering how could I forget centering so that's all about centering your core so those transverse abdominals are engaged um, and I talk about them as well so I talk about the nice flowing exercises so during the class I'll always be bringing people back to those 
principle. So slow and controlled, flowing movements. And then saying to people, well done, those movements are really nice, flowing. I can see that precision and control so that they know that they're doing the exercises in the right way. So what's the sixth one? We've got breath, flow, precision, <laughs> control, centering. There's one more. I can't remember. <laughs> How can I not forget? How can I forget? <laughs> I wouldn't have to worry with, um, perhaps it might pop into your head. Might see on that finished. one. <laughs> okay. So um, Joseph Pilates. Um, so I guess he's yes. the founder of Pilates. And uh, when did he uh, design his uh, um, program structure, whatever you want to call it, his his uh, system? Yeah, so it was, it was during um, the Second World War, and he himself was not a particularly well person. Um, so he had rickets as a child and he made himself exercise outside to get the vitamin D that he needed. Um, he was in an intern camp, so he was German um, and was in an intern camp and designed the exercises just to keep the, the gentleman that he was with going basically because exercise is so important. So he designed the exercises and over the years they've been developed and changed slightly with sports science. Um, he originally called his, his exercise plans of 34 moves Contrology, um, and that's where that one of the principles of control comes from. Um, and it was one of his, um, I suppose, somebody that um, he trained in the US, um, a gentleman called Alan Herdman, who was a British gentleman. Um, he came over back over to the UK, and when Joseph Pilates passed away, he renamed Contrology Pilates in honour of him. So that's where the word Pilates comes from. It was his surname. <laughs> Excellent. And much easier to say for all of us. Yeah, I quite I did um, when I was thinking about my business name, um, I liked the word Contrology, but once you start setting up a business and you start looking into names, um, it, it's already been taken. And I just thought, no, bring it back to myself and what was important to me. And that's where the evolution came from. Um, so as far as I know, there's no more Pilates instruction, instructors or businesses called Evolution 34. Right, well done you. Do, do you play music? Mm. Um, if you go to yoga classes or other fitness classes, you often have music which kind of tends to set the tone yeah. and the pace. Do you play music? I, I do now. Um, I never learnt Pilates to music. I never thought I could do a Pilates class to music, but it's not about me, it's about my clients. So I started off um, not playing music. Um, now in the gym um, that I work in on a Friday evening, um, they're so used to music being for every single class. So they said, we like you, we're listening to you because there's so much to, to remind people and talk to people about. I would have always thought that music would be distracting because it takes your head off to a different space. Um, but I did um, find some music that I could play for them. It's not spa, twinkly sort of music as I would call it, um, but they really like it. Um, and then I play um, lo-fi hip-hop um, for my own personal classes um, I find it really nice and relaxing but and it just really depends you know what I found it depends on the time of the day because my lunchtime classes 
we don't play music um a because two of the venues that i use don't have the facilities and i'm already carting quite a lot of equipment around i don't want to start carting some speakers as well um but i find it's different in the daytime than it is in the evening i've got a class now on a Tuesday evening in a small dance studio, we actually turn the lights off and we just have a blue light um, and it's, it's very, very soft. Now, I wouldn't be able to do that with new participants, um, but these are people that have been with me now since last August um, and know the exercises and I can still go around and correct them if I need to. It's not that dark. And we play, again, the lo-fi hip-hop music um, and it just gives it a different kind of feel. So the music that I play on a Friday night is very, very different to what I play on a Tuesday night. It's very, very different to what I do in my other classes. So again, it's kind of being able to take pride in knowing your clients, knowing how they feel when they're coming to your exercise classes and tailoring it, even tailoring the music to their needs. Fabulous, and it's not something that I would have thought of when I asked that question. I wasn't expecting that that response. That's that's very interesting how you've mm -hmm. how you've tailored it, and as you say, time of day. And and when you think about it, um, we don't want sort of loud blaring music before we go to bed. We don't want soft no. um, stuff at certain times of the day. We need you know we need the right sort of beat and, and ambience, don't we? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you, you've not always been a Pilates instructor um, you've mentioned all the various different keep fit things that you've done over the years but presumably that's in kind of more your hobby time what what um, what career did you have before you you changed full-time um, to well mostly full-time to Pilates yeah um, oh, I've had an amazing 23-year career in the events industry so I started, um, I wrote a business plan when I was 19 to own my own events agency. And I was told by the business tech to get some worldly experience. Um, I also wrote a business plan to have um, an import-export sports business. I actually spoke to Nike in America at the age of 20. <laughs> and again, they told me, great idea of what I wanted to do. Um, but come back when you've got a little bit more worldly experience. So... I wasn't put, put off, um, I decided, so I was working in a further education college. I actually now work as a lecturer in that further education college for 11 hours, I teach 11 hours a week. It's so bizarre how things come round. So I was working there and wrote my business plan, got told to get some worldly experience and thought, right, now what do I do? So I thought, well, I still want to be in the events industry, so I need to find a full-time job. So I wrote to eight charities with a good old-fashioned pen and piece of paper and said that I would volunteer for eight hours a week if, in six months, I could have organised an event and have it on my CV. Um, and I spent a fantastic six months with the British Red Cross, organising a or an event to um, celebrate the launch of a rescue vehicle. I was given no budget. Um, I brought myself a mobile phone. Um, I think mobile phones were just coming out. And I'd sit in the staff room um, on my break in my full-time job at the FU College, contacting people so that I could organise this event. Um, so I got my first job in the industry at the East Midlands Conference Centre in Nottingham. And yeah, it never looked back. I moved to Scotland, had an amazing nine and a half years um, running around Edinburgh for the University of Edinburgh, organising all sorts of different events. Um, so yeah, 
touching on the Fringe Festival, had lots of just an amazing career. Came back down to um, England, so to speak, across the border, um, and then decided that well, I wanted to own my own events agency. Why don't I go and work for an events agency? So I'd always been on more the venue side, and so I spent the latter five years of my career literally flying around the world um i was an account director for a global events agency so um looking after my team watching my team run amazing events um i've been all over the world and it's been fantastic um but just needed to make the change i, I felt like i was getting um was it going to be an after 50 job um, I'm not 50 yet it, it was an early sort of semi-retirement from the events industry um, and it, it just things happened there was a redundancy there was ill health um, with the family member and I just really needed to decide what am I doing because this job careering around the world is no longer sustainable for myself for what I want for my family member um, and also threat of redundancy again so I decided to, I was sat on in my living room on a Friday afternoon, feeling like I'd been too busy for the last couple of years to learn anything new. So I decided that I wanted to become a Pilates instructor. Now, whether that was because I was going to be the best person at Pilates because I, I knew how to teach it, um, or whether that was what I was going to do for my living, I got caught up at the beginning of my training, um, a lot of people had asked me over the years to be a business consultant and come and help their events business. I was quite well known in my industry and used to do a lot of industry talking at conferences and events. Um, and I used to lecture in event management in Edinburgh as well. I was headhunted by Edinburgh College to, to lecture as an event management lecturer. So I started to get into a little bit of a rut with not, I enjoyed the, the business consulting contracts that I had, but thought this isn't getting me away from that fast pace. So two months into my Pilates training, that's when I made the bold statement to my family and my husband, I was going to become a Pilates instructor. <laughs> I think that's about the time I met you, isn't it? That you just It is, yeah. It's, yeah, I would... Yeah, it, it is because I had just got my business card. So I decided that I was sitting my first anatomy and physiology exam on the 4th of May. And if I passed that, I knew I could do it. I knew that I found the anatomy and physiology learning hard because I was teaching myself science. Um, it was a lot of online learning and I'm a very visual, practical person. Um, and when I passed that first exam, that was it. I'd already got my graphic designer. He's a local person from um, Rollsover. Um, I'd already got him. I'd already met him. I already talked to him about my concept ideas. And as soon as I passed that exam, everything was go, go, go. So, yeah, it was. I think I just got my business card when I met you because I presented yes. at that event in Long Eaton. So, yeah. <laughs> so, although I was didn't start trading until the 1st of September, I would say that I've had my own business since the 4th of May, because that in my mind is when I was Evolution 34, and that's what I was going to do. Good for you, so, yeah, you've got a little dynamite, aren't you? With uh, <laughs> business Coming on to my first birthday soon. <laughs> yes, yeah, celebration time. 
Um, yeah. Although sadly, your your business is well, sadly actually, maybe it's maybe it's for the better. There's they, they, there's always a silver lining with every situation. This coronavirus thing that's uh, been going on. So how how is the coronavirus affecting? You've mentioned that you're going online now with with classes, but how how does that how does that work? Because you've several times referred to being able to see uh, physically how somebody is standing, how they're holding themselves, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, making yeah. doing the right thing. So how's that? How, how does that work online? So what I've what I've done is I've kept it to um, the people that were already my um, clients. So there's not anybody that's been with me less than six weeks. Now, six weeks is still in the infancy days. So what I'm doing online is really pairing it back to um, the fundamental exercises that they originally learn with me. So there's, there's eight kind of, a, of my go-to beginner exercises. So all of my classes, I've gone back to those because they're the exercises that people know and I know they can do them safely um, my people that have only been coming six weeks I'm just doing it as a pair session um, so there's a there's that's quite strange actually there are actually three couples who are naturally started Pilates with me one of them's the presenter on Elastic FM on the Sunday Martin oh mm -hmm. right I interviewed so him recently yeah yeah, yeah I interviewed him recently fabulous yeah. He said he was going on the way. So I've got Martin and Angela, for example, at 7.15 this evening. We've already had a Zoom meeting practice. Um, and yeah, so I think they're ready to go. So I've basically cleared a big space in my living room. I've collapsed a dining room table, very expensive glass table. So I'm hoping it'll be okay. So I've cleared a space. Um, I have invested in some new piece of equipment. So yes, Corona virus COVID-19 has cost me money and I'm technically losing money because I won't be charging as much as I would normally charge on a on a hands-to-hand -hand class now because of the I suppose that not whether it's the sl slowness of how the UK has reacted I have been able to prepare so what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks is making sure that the clients that are sometimes a little bit more nervous than the others have have had that encouragement from me. you you can do this exercise i watch you doing it safely i very very rarely have to correct you now um so have faith i've gone through um logging on to zoom with them on a one-to-one -one basis so i had a, a call with somebody who's really not great on technology wanted to to continue with Pilates but thought because of the technology side of it she couldn't so it's just that caring about my clients and treating them as I would in the class on a one-on-one -on -one basis but yeah I mean some of are nervous I can see them so when they're doing the Pilates class I start the exercise off as I would do in person and then I step back I sit on my mat and I watch my clients while they're doing their exercises I've corrected some very very small um, things but it's because I know that they need correcting all the time so I'm just reminding them individually that what, whatever they need to do um, so so far it's been quite successful um, I'm talking to some and they are all mums but there might be some dads out there as well um, because the times of the classes they can't attend anymore because they're homeschooling so I've adapted my timetable a little bit because at the end of the day I'm now teaching 
at, from my living room, so from my home studio. So I'm not reliant on having to find a venue. So I've been able to say to people, look, why don't we do an early bird half past six session? So before you know the kids get up and you've got to do the homeschooling, let's have a Pilates session. Um, and we've run a couple of those and that's proved really, really popular. So, so yes, yeah, so, so far it's going okay. So it's just seeing what happens on, on the other side and um, whether I'll keep a balance. I'll definitely obviously go back to my face to face, but whether I keep a balance of having um, online sessions as well, well, we'll see what happens and what my clients want and what's, what's best for my business as well. You mentioned children, um, homeschooling children. Can children do Pilates? Is it is it advisable or do you have to be grown up to, to understand what you're talking about? Because a lot of it is quite technical, isn't it, and scientific, as you've mentioned. Yeah, so I actually last half term um, encouraged some of my clients because I, I want to raise awareness for a children's cancer charity this year. Um, and one of my ideas was standing tall. So rather than talking about posture, talking about standing tall, I think because I'm a, a teacher, I'm a, a lecturer for 16 to 18 year olds, I quite can naturally adapt my language when I'm teaching. So a couple of the um, younger teenagers that came during the half term, um, my tone's slightly different and I would say I wouldn't say transverse abdominal so what I'd say is right we want to get right in there right underneath that that six pack that you're wanting when you're older we want to get right underneath there and we want to tighten those inner muscles so what I want you to do for me is imagine that you've got a tight fit belt so it's just the way you teach it now so children it, yeah it's just adapting it insurance wise I'm insured to teach from 14 upwards so I've not taught anybody lower than 14 um, I was just about to have a conversation with um, a great mentor from the, the training company that I trained with who has experience of teaching younger teenagers um, but that conversation is just on hold at the minute because we're all hiding from each other so <laughs> um, but that those ideas won't go away and we've got plenty more months of this year for me to still raise awareness to still start hopefully teaching younger teenagers because they carry such big bags around they do lots of different sports and activities and dancing that that they need supported joints and pilates is so complementary um so so yeah so hopefully but yeah i've got some um 14 year old pluses um got a lovely lady who's got a son she was already talking about her son was wanting to lose a little tiny bit of weight around his waist. And um, so she was teaching him one of the exercises called the 100, which is all about the core. Um, so I've been able to watch him now on his, on his mat with, next to his mum doing it, which is really nice, actually. So although this whole situation with COVID-19 is just not great at all, I've had some really, really nice moments with clients, um, whether it's been practicing how to get onto Zoom or watching them in the living rooms, um, some with the dressing gowns on <laughs> after a class. <laughs> so actually, it's been really nice. Um, although I thought it was going to be quite sad and lonely on my own, it, it's not because you're not. You're interacting with your same community um, and actually people are not stressed having rushed from work because most, most of them are working from home so it's just created a different kind of feeling 
yeah i think overall it's it's going to be good i think we're all going to come out of this a lot lot better um yeah. in so many different ways understanding of one another you know collaborations and so on and so forth and sharing and, and all this and generally being nice to one another apart from the idiots that are doing all the stockpiling and so on and so oh, forth no. i think that's calm well i think that's calmed down now i know this um yeah i was able to go and buy a loaf of bread for my husband yesterday although i don't eat it because my wheat allergy <laughs> he loves it so i did manage to find some yesterday so i thought oh actually maybe it is all slowing down yeah that's excellent with your um, teaching that you do the lecturing 16 to 18 year olds what topic do you teach them um i teach them business um so um i've been teaching them about um developing teams in business um I'm going on to now teach them over, we'll be doing online learning and we're going to, I'm going to be teaching them about international business. <gasps> that was hard enough last year with Brexit, never mind with what's going on now, but it's just generally how companies trade, you know, what is an FX rate, what's a developing country, what's an emerging market. So I'm really looking forward to getting that kick started with them. Um, but again, online, so that's going to be really, really strange. I won't care who's on their mobile phone because <laughs> I can't control it. And because of the, I mean, we've got fantastic things like Zoom, haven't we? But we can't use that with 16 to 18 year olds because of safeguarding. Oh, so really? college currently, um, um, currently really, really looking into how we can effectively make learning interactive um so i can't say much more about that at the minute but yeah i'm thinking oh i've got zoom you can use my zoom account you know caring and sharing and it's yes. like no you can't so so yeah so it's like take a step back this isn't my business let, let the college do what they need to do and i'll be guided by them so it's going to be very interesting and what happens but i've got um tactics too they're working in teams so i've got a rotor together so making sure that the whole team are, are, are chatting to me and it's tight it's type chatting through the, through the system that we use so it's all safe um and i think the college as well have just published some etiquette around how we should use language because again everyone the students behavior will change because they're not in their classroom environment so there's a lot of thought that's had to go into this and how we can continue teaching them but in a safe way in a in a, in a correct way so like massive creds to the college for what they're doing at the moment and keeping those students in their education and, and to you for being so versatile and um, yeah. <laughs> changing your business in a heartbeat and keeping your clients going so that that's that's brilliant mm -hmm. so thank you so much for um being with us this afternoon sarah jane Pleasure. just, just uh, before we close what are your top tips for anybody who's never done pilates before what what should they be aware of what how should they kind of dip their toe in the water um <laughs> I think just give their first beginners class a go and, and give it a fair time as well to to understand it because I say for the first four weeks it it's not something that you say for example a zumba class you're going to love dancing and jumping around or you're not and um, with pilates it just needs a little bit of time take the time to understand the terminology and i'll break that down for you if you don't um, and give it a go and get into the exercises and at least give it 12 weeks so that you master a couple of the exercises and you can feel the benefits it's a bit like it's 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 not a slow burner but it 
there's a lot to think about so bear with it if you want to improve your posture if you want to um help your joints and your muscles um then it's a great exercise to get into so give it time thank you so people get hold of you through your website evolution34.com yeah evolution34.com and then on instagram and facebook i'm evolution34 pilates or give me a call okay what's your number it's 07852 and once more um 07852 fantastic and we're going to play out now on your second choice cold play sky full of stars why did you choose this one Oh, amazing memories of a very, very hectic um, but enjoyable event that myself and a couple of my team were running in Montreal. Um, they were amazing. We had such highs and such lows, but this song brings back all those amazing high memories for me. Well, here you are. Thank you very much, Sarah Johnston. Sarah Thank you, Elaine. Sarah Johnston from uh, Evolution 34. Thank you again. Take Thanks, care. Thanks, Elaine. Take care. Lovely to, to uh, be with you. And on. Uh, Next week, um, listeners will be back on 4 till 5 on Tuesday and repeated on Saturday, 11 till 12. And if you didn't catch all of this show, listen on Saturday and uh, Sarah Jane Johnson will be taking you through uh, the benefits of Pilates again. Thank you, everybody. Have a fantastic week, whatever you're doing. Take care, be healthy, keep safe. Bye for now. <laughs>